Welcome to Becoming a Sleep Consultant. I'm your host, Jane Havens, a certified sleep consultant and founder of both Snooze Fest by Jane Havens and Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. On this podcast, I'll be discussing the business side of sleep consulting. You'll have an insider's view on launching, growing, and even scaling a sleep consulting business. This is not a podcast about sleep training. This is a podcast about business building and entrepreneurship. Jamie Campanella is a time strategist and productivity consultant who mentors and guides parents, professionals, and entrepreneurs to take control of their time. She is the creator and principal facilitator of the Time Power Program that gives people the essential tools and strategies to avoid overwhelm and tame chaos so that they can regain control of their time for good. That sounds amazing, Jamie. Uh, (laughs) thanks, Thanks for being willing to chat. I'm excited to have you here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here to talk about time, which is one of my favorite topics. <laughs> so so, so let's jump right me. in. Yeah, yes. let's jump right in. So time is something that we talk about all the time, especially inside mm-hmm. of our CPSM community, as we're juggling a million things and trying to make time for the things that matter most. Can you outline some best practices and tools for managing and allocating time so that we can both feel and be more productive? (laughs) Sure. This is going to sound so simple and obvious, but a calendar is the number one basic thing that you need to start with, with your time. So many people have no idea where their time is actually going. I hear this all the time. Well, time escaped me or I didn't have enough time. Well, how are you actually auditing and tracking and seeing how you're using time? This is such a thing people have no awareness of. They scroll on social media for three hours when they intended to look for 10 minutes or you know, they were gonna go make lunch and they made this extravagant thing that took 45 minutes when they could have done something in 10 or it's just this day-to-day life, no concept of time. So to be more productive, you really do need to know where your time is going. And the most basic tool you can use is a calendar. And um, you can do this electronically. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of Google Calendar, um, color coding and really planning and time blocking. And some people are paper planners, which is great. It doesn't matter which form, which product, physical, electronic you're using, but you have to have a structure to encapsulate your time and you need to be willing to work with it. So many people are afraid of schedules. They're afraid of calendars. They're like, I don't want to be boxed in. It's really not about that. It's actually the more we structure our time, there's so much more time and space for freedom. So when I was listening to you say this, first of all, like it's, you're right. It's so obvious, but it's so important that we need to have a calendar. And I completely (laughs) and wholeheartedly agree with that. I use a Google calendar and then I also use Acuity to schedule my appointments Mm -hmm. that I have for work and people can hop onto my calendar for phone calls, Zoom calls, networking meetings, whatever it may be. And I'm really organized with my appointments that way. One thing I was noticing is that what I'm not good at 
is scheduling in things that I need to get done. Yes. In addition to like, I have all these appointments and those are calendared and and that's sure. all like super set up and ready to go. But actually it's funny this morning, I was speaking to a bunch of parents at a preschool about their kid, their three-year-olds that don't sleep. And, <laughs> and I was trying to get out of there and I was making small talk with the principal of the preschool and we were having a good time. And I realized that I hadn't outlined our conversation for today. Mm-hmm. And our conversation for today was on my calendar, but I didn't calendar the action of like preparing yes. for the yes. conversation for today. And yes. I do that all the time. So I think it's important to have a calendar, but also to like have this practice of looking ahead, whether it's one mm-hmm. day, a couple of days to see like what's coming up tomorrow that I need to be prepared for and like do that today or whatever your advance notice is that you need. I'm not exactly. good at that. So I'm going to say a couple things on this because so many people don't plan for reality. Yes, you're so good at the appointments you have, but what about the time it takes to get there? What about the time you need in between things? How many times have I started a call with someone and they're like, oh my God, I have to just hold on one second. I haven't even gone to the bathroom in between meetings. I've been back-to-back meetings or I'm starving. I just need to eat a power bar. So we're not really kind to ourselves when it comes to planning. We just put ourselves in these back-to-back meetings, but leaving no space for what we actually need what we actually need to do. So yes, calendaring, having a calendar is just the basic tool, but then how to use it, how to schedule with kindness and awareness and intentionality is a whole different ball game. The first step is having the tool, but you have to plan your time. This is part of that awareness of where your time is going. So when you look at your schedule and you say, okay, I have this recording, I have, okay, how much time do I need to actually be ready to just start that call at that time? I need to block time for that. I need to block time for everything. Otherwise, then you feel overwhelmed. You feel stressed because you feel like you don't have time or you're cramming it in between things. When you know, like I need in between two meetings, I need to take a bathroom break. I need to go get a snack. Like why not plan ahead So that you feel like when you look at your day, like, wow, I have time for everything I need to do. I've actually thought through what needs to happen for that to be a success. So what I think is really amazing about time blocking, and I, I don't do it. So like, I I should, but (laughs) yes, I should, but I don't, I don't, I don't time block. People always ask me, do you time block? No, I don't. I should. But what's amazing about time blocking, and I saw this today, and it's so ironic that this is what happened right before our call today, Mm -hmm. is that I only had about 20 minutes from the time I got home from this preschool presentation, I had about 20 minutes to quickly scarf down something to eat. Mm -hmm. And then I had about after I ate five minutes, then I had like 15 minutes before I was getting on another zoom that was on my calendar. So those were my 15 minutes that I had to outline this conversation in my head. And and then I put it on paper. And had I if if I had all the time in the world to do this activity, it would have taken me 45 minutes or an hour because I would be working on it, checking my phone, watching TV, like not actually being productive. But because I only had this 15 minute window, 
I was highly productive. I sat down, I didn't mess around. I wasn't looking at my phone. I wasn't distracted. And I got this entire outline done in 15 minutes, which never would have happened if I had an hour to do it. I would have taken an hour to do it. So I think that actually being thoughtful about how you're gonna utilize your time ends up making you more efficient, right? It did for me today. It does, but I will say, you said you scarfed down something. I know I did. I did. So to me, that's not really being productive. You're right. Yes. You've got a lot done in a crunched amount of time, but the idea I pictured this, you're literally shoving food in your mouth, scarfing it is how you described it. To me, that's not, that's like not, that's not really kind to yourself. Like you're right. Yes. We deal. Yeah. So many people say I work so much better under pressure. I get so much more done. But is that really how you want to live your life? Always feeling like you're running against the clock. Okay, I have 15 minutes, I'm going to get this done. Sure, if you're in a race, but our life, we have to have momentum, we have to go slow and pace ourselves so that we're otherwise, you're not enjoying that food. Your body, you're right. I did. I did not. You know what I I mean? Like, you're just like, you're barely chewing, you're barely tasting, you're just literally scarfing it because you're already thinking about, I have to go run and do that outline crunch time, you're rushing. How did you really feel when we started this call? Did you feel like I had space? I could breathe? I'm prepared? No. Probably not. No. no. Right. No. So I think when you plan my what I can see in that scenario is really when you if you knew you had this commitment to do to speak at school, having your equity calendar be available to start booking people at 12 wasn't realistic. You needed more than 20 minutes in between obligations. And this is where I feel like we are setting ourselves up for stress, overwhelm, burden, rushing. And then it's just not as enjoyable as it could be if we were like, wow, I just got to like sip my tea and really prepare for this meeting. And I feel really good. And I'm not saying take an hour to do something that can take 10 minutes. I'm not about like extending time unnecessarily. But if you have your time blocked, okay, I have 20 minutes to prepare. And I have 20 minutes to do something else, then you limit those distractions, because you said you might get sucked into the phone or this is or that. So you learn to put boundaries on the time that you create because you've created it to do something to accomplish something. Um, so I love that you're, you're spot on. And I'm so glad that I, I love that we're having this conversation. I'm being schooled on my own podcast. I love it. I, and I love that because I'm legitimately learning and, and you're a hundred percent right that I didn't enjoy my lunch. I, I didn't at all. I don't, I didn't even taste it. You're a hundred percent right. And and, and what that, I, love I just about, want to say, that's what we're doing to ourselves all the time. Lunch is just one example. I was rushing being with my kids. I was ru- I was there. I did it. Doesn't matter if you didn't enjoy it. Yeah. It's so it's so deep. It's like so heavy, you know, because when you really when you really think about how you just like you said, we do this all day long in some capacity and it's it's kind of exhausting if you think about it. Oh, totally. You're running on overdrive. You're running in high speed. You're running in how much more can I fit into this moment? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> and time blocking is just it's um it's one practical way to set yourself up for success. 
okay, I'm blocking out 20 minutes for lunch. I'm blocking out 20 minutes for preparation. And it's, you've got the first part down. You've got a, you've got a great system for automating your schedule and people can book with you. You've, you're eliminating the back and forth, which takes so much time. So this is great. That's a great tool. And for anyone who doesn't already have that system in place, I highly, highly recommend it. There's, it's so old school to spend 15 emails back and forth trying to find a time. So you put one system in place and now you need to be mindful of all the other time around those appointments um, to be more intentional about it. And that is the beauty of time. You know, you can create it how you want it, what experience you want to have. So I think the reason people get into entrepreneurship in the first place is that they so badly want the freedom Mm -hmm that this lifestyle affords, right? But then the realization sets in that it actually takes time to grow a successful business. So how, how are you helping your clients make peace with this reality? Yeah. And that is exactly what I do. Um, Because that, that just want to say that that was my journey. I started my business because I wanted time freedom. I wanted to be present with my children. I wanted to be able to do all the things that brought me joy and run this successful business and be an entrepreneur. And then I didn't realize how much time it took to run a business, to manage a team, to do marketing, to do all those things and the client work. And I was taking on more and more and more because it was also invigorating, right? We're making more money. We become breadwinners for our family. We is our passion, there's drive, and we're good at it. And so we take on more and more and more. And that's what happened for me. I scaled, I was making all this money. And then I slowly started to lose focus on why I started this to begin with, because I wasn't present with my kids anymore. I was checking my phone under the table. I was there, but I wasn't there. When When I was working on my business, I was thinking, feeling guilty for not spending time with my kids. And I realized what was I doing? I I lost, I there was no balance anymore. My business was running me and I wasn't running my business, which is why I started. So you have to reconcile that. You have to find what balance really means for you. And I, I balance has become so um, cliche and everyone's overusing it. So I want to be clear. Balance is not 50-50. It's not that scale that you visualize where the weight is equal on both sides. For me, balance looks different at different times of the year. For example, in the summer, I only want to be spending 40% of my time on my business and I want to be 60% available for my family. The same happens around the holidays. December, I want to spend more time with my family, less on my business. Whereas in the fall, I'm like, okay, kids, you're in school, 20% with the kids and 80% on my business. So you have to first decide how do you want to be spending your time? How much time do you want to be dedicating to the things that are important to you? Then you decide what does that balance look like? That has to be defined. Otherwise it just feels like all for one or like all, all your attention has to go into one and not to the other. Um, so you, you have to be clear about how, what your goals are what time, how much time you want to be allocating to the different things in your life. Then of course you create the schedule, you create the structure and the boundaries to protect it. Otherwise, the thing is like with us as entrepreneurs, 
it's our work. It's our business. So like we want, we, we dedicate so much to it and we're our own bosses. There's no, like, we are, we can, we forget that we have control of how much or how little we can give to it. And that's why I said, like, you become working for your business versus your business working for you. You have to stay in touch with why you created this lifestyle and then protect the boundaries of it, knowing that there will be times where you ebb and flow. You give more and you give less. But is the experience the same across all seasons? That's something I'm personally really trying to lean into in my own life right now, because my whole why for getting started in sleep consulting was exactly as you described, I didn't Mm -hmm. want to go back to work in the traditional sense. I didn't want to go to the office. I didn't want to put my kids in daycare or leave them with a nanny. I wanted to be there every Mm -hmm. single moment. But then as my business grew, just like you described, I saw myself losing those precious moments with them because I was distracted by my business. And in the past, I would say, I don't know, six months to a year, I've really been working on being more intentional. As you said, you know, sometimes my life is all or almost all about my business. And then other times I'm really sort of putting it on pause. And, you know, my last couple of vacations, trips with my kids, I've scheduled it so that I don't really have any clients or if I do, I'm like wrapping up with them. We're on the tail end rather than just getting started. Mm -hmm. So it's less intense. Um, I'm really being mindful about what it looks like to work my business in various stages of the year, which is, which is the beauty of entrepreneurship. I think it also is worth saying out loud that like, there's a price you pay for that, right? Like Mm -hmm. I just, I just went away on an eight day trip to Israel with 22 other women. And it was the most magical, incredible experience that I've had in a really long time. I also turned away business for two weeks leading up to that so that I could have that magical experience. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had to make peace with the fact that my income was going to look different that month because I was choosing my life over Mm -hmm the dollars in my bank account. And that was a temporary choice. And then you get back to life and you get back to business and you ramp it back up again. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it takes a certain time, it takes a certain amount of experience and years in any business to get to a point where you can do that, right? Like, I think what's really hard is for most of the people listening to this, I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast are either new in the field of sleep consulting or they're thinking about becoming a sleep consultant. So when they hear us talking about how we're managing our businesses several years in, it looks different than when someone's first getting started. Because when I first got started, I was working on vacation. I was because it was, it felt too scary to turn away a client. When I, when I had somebody Mm -hmm. that wanted to work with me, I didn't want to say no, you know? And, and I think it's hard in the beginning. I don't know. I guess I want to hear your thoughts on that. Like, should I have been better in the beginning about, setting boundaries from the very beginning? Or is that just part of entrepreneurship and nobody really talks about it, but it's just a reality? It's a great question. And I do believe in setting those boundaries from the beginning, because then you're really setting yourself up for success. Like in my own story, I didn't do that. And I burned. I was exhausted and I crashed and it wasn't sustainable. I was about to throw the towel in. 
And so in hindsight, if I was like more conscious of the boundaries, I, a, I would have enjoyed the vacations more with my family. Like literally I think back to some of those times and I literally remember the clients I was talking to more than the experiences that I probably should have been having with my family or with myself. So I always feel that if we can set ourselves up for success in a mindful way, that that is better. I think when we, anyone gets started on something and they're seeing the success and the money, it's invigorating and we can get caught up in that. And we have financial goals we need to meet. We There are you know practicalities of it. But if we're not practical about how much time we have to accomplish those things, it really, it just burns. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything after a while. So if you say, you know, I have this amount of time to dedicate to my business, then you have to prioritize the work in your business and you plan, you plan it. You might say for my first year of business, I'm not going to plan a vacation and that's okay. That's practical. You're making a conscious choice in year three or year two, we're going to take two family vacations, whatever it looks like. Cause you do want to go into this knowing realistically what the work is entailed. Like what is, what is it, what is required of my time to start a successful business and then be clear how much time you want to dedicate to it. You know, so many people come to me and they say, I want to be having this experience. I want to be doing this or doing that. And they have these goals. I want to be exercising. I want to be um, scaling my business, whatever it looks like. And then I say, okay, well, what did you actually do this week? And it's never in alignment. And you wonder why we get frustrated. We wonder um, why we feel misalignment is because we have these expectations or things we want to experience, but we're not shaping our time to match that. So when you're starting a business, be clear, how much are you wanting to give to it? How much do you want? And you have to start by the other things. How much time do you want to be available for your family? How much time do you want to have for you, like your personal goals? You have to start with those first. And then you have a realistic view. If I want to exercise every morning, if I want to be there when my kids get home from school, if I want to be there for family dinner, whatever it is, you see what's left in between. Okay, well, realistically, I have four hours a day for work. So you have to create a business plan structure that equals four hours of work. So what does that mean? Okay, if I need an hour for administration, I need an hour for marketing, I have two hours for client work. I can take on what? One client a week or two, you know, whatever it is, but going like deeping, uh, digging into it, double clicking into the time gives you the reality. And if you could start your business with that reality check, I think you're going to enjoy the process a lot more. That's so brilliant. Nobody's doing that. Very few people are doing that. I think everybody's flying by the seat of their pants. It feels exactly. that way to me, mm-hmm. right? Nobody's and they're doing... just taking on more and more and more. Cause, and then I'm like, and then they don't, I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time for this. I don't have time. Well, that's a choice people. This is a choice you're making. So it's all about your, how are you setting yourself up for this? Yeah. I mean, it's not to me when I listen to you talk about it and your so your voice is so soothing, it almost sounds like a yoga practice, right? Like this is this is a lifestyle change. Yeah. This is this is a practice. This is not something that you just do for one day and then you're cured. This is like you're constantly working on it's something you have to maintain. Right. That's I mean, why I, I said like, on this top is of not, myself. Yeah. I could be organized and on top of myself for like a couple of days and then and then yeah. it's out the window, you know? 
Yeah. No, this, when you want to run a business and you want to have an experience of balance or you want to have experience of calm, joy, gratitude, then you have to, you have to set yourself up for this. This is a long-term plan. This is not a quick fix. This is not a quick marathon. This is, if this is the lifestyle you're choosing, running a business takes time and effort and it's, you're in it for the long haul. Yeah. I'm really glad to hear you say that. One thing that I come up against uh, all the time, speaking with either sleep consultants that are just getting started or people who are interested in getting into this line of work is everybody has a big grand plan and goal. You know, Mm -hmm. people come to me and they hate their day job and they want to be a full-time sleep consultant. Well, you know, when you hate your day job, but you make six figures, like, you know, Mm -hmm. you're not going to, you're not going (laughs) to transition from a six figure income in your day job to a six figure income as an entrepreneur in three to six months, right? Like that's going to take a year, a couple of years, many years, like you didn't get to that six figure income in your day job straight out of college, (laughs) right? Like that took time and that took experience and climbing the ladder. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that it can all happen way faster when you're driving the ship yourself. Uh, so entrepreneurship is is a beautiful, beautiful thing. But none of this happens overnight. It takes, as you said, time, it takes time. And, you know, we need to manage our own expectations around, uh, as you said, the amount of time that we have to put into something. And then also what we're going to get out of that, like what sort of results can you expect from spending four hours a day or whatever it is on growing something from scratch? Right. Exactly. I mean, easier, easier said than done, but I'm, I'm constantly <laughs> reminding people of that. Uh, oh, when I think a... about, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, please. When I think about time with regard to the entrepreneurial journey, I think about it sort of in two ways. One, like we're all busy and everything takes time, right? And we need to figure out how to allocate that time. And then two, sometimes we're using time as an excuse to avoid things that feel hard. Do you have any thoughts on how we can sort of check in with ourselves so that we can be more real about which category we're falling into? Like, is our issue that we really don't have the time and we need to allocate that time? Or is our issue that, (laughs) that like we're using time as an excuse to not be productive? I I do find that a lot of people are using time as an excuse because we're, really what that shows me and a lot of the people who come to me when we start working together is they're not taking responsibility for their time, essentially not taking responsibility for our life, right? Because our life is time. Really think about that. Like our life is just based on time. That's the only way our life is defined is by time, right? The time we live, the time we're alive, the time we're breathing, the experiences that we're having. And so often we talk about time as it's as if it's something that's being done to us. We people say, uh, like you mentioned, that they wish they had more time. They don't have enough time. They ran out of time. They're constantly late. They forgot to do this because they didn't have time. Those are all excuses. And these are the common beliefs that I hear a lot time is in these statements, it's saying, you know, time is doing something to me. Time is against me or time's out to get me. Time's never on my side. And we're just blaming time. 
we're acting like victims of time. And I, this was a pivotal point for me because I heard myself saying all those things too. And I realized I was not taking control of my time. I was not taking responsibility for my choices because everything we do with our time is a choice. No one, unless you're in being forced and you're <laughs> to do something with your time, which is very unlikely, it's all choices. So we have to be conscious about how we spend our time and take responsibility for our time. It's a get to, not a have to, right? Um, so this was a, this, I really want to land that because we use time as the excuse for why we're not getting things done. And some things may feel out of our control, but 99% of our day is in our control. And so how to shift away from making time an excuse and making time your friend. I have this precious gift of time. How am I using it today? Life is short. People say that all the time or time is flying by. How am I getting back in control of my time? The experience that time is mine and I'm choosing to do something amazing with it. Even if it's sitting here by myself, doing something for myself, that's amazing. If it's spending time with my children, that's amazing. If I'm working on my business, whatever it is, it's a choice. And that is where I want to get people back into their power. Time power. Time is yours. Yeah, it's so powerful. What about time as like a limiting belief, right? Because I feel like time, as you said, like we all have the time, but like, and you said it's an excuse, right? But mm -hmm. an excuse for what? An excuse that you're like scared to do whatever, that you're not going to use your time wisely, that you're not going to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve during that time? Is it easier to just not spend the time on something if you're worried that spending the time on whatever you're working on is not going to get done to your liking? I feel mm -hmm. like it's so loaded. Oh, yeah, we can go 100 different ways with this. But um, yeah, I if you continually speak about time as something negative, you're really just resisting some of the realities of what you have to do. Like someone said, like, I keep putting off that project because it's so hard. Well, the reality is things in life are hard. Sometimes they're challenging, but you have to show up for yourself to get it done. If you constantly let yourself off the hook and make excuses, you're not holding yourself accountable and you're not really building a good relationship with yourself either because you're constantly cycling through disappointment and letdown, which is like I always say, you can create the calendar or the schedule of your dreams, but only you are going to hold show up for yourself. Only you know, no one else knows if you didn't show up to do X, Y, or Z, but what kind of um, trust are you building in yourself if you constantly, in your good conscious planning ahead mind, say, this is what I want to be doing. This is how I want to be spending my time. You make those conscious choices. You make a plan for it, but then you don't show up for it. Or you talk yourself out of it to say, eh, I'll do that later. I'm too tired. Oh, it's been a busy day. Whatever excuse you make up for it because you don't want to deal with it. That's just like our resistance. 
but you have to lean into that and you have to power through it. You have to build a good relationship with yourself in time so that when you make a commitment to yourself or to other people, you come through on it. Otherwise, you're just perpetuating the feeling of disorganization and lack of focus. Um, so you mentioned mindset. So the way you speak about time and treat time and how you spend your time, how you enjoy your time and how you attract time, this is like the first shift you have to make to change your relationship with it. Um, I can give you a practical tool or something you can uh, exercise. You can do it like today. Yeah, let's do it. Um, One of the most immediate changes you can make to change your relationship with time or shift into that seat of responsibility versus excuse is your language around time. If you can stop yourself from saying, I don't have time, this would be a huge shift because when you constantly tell people you don't have time to do something or you tell yourself, I don't have time to do that, you're just not taking responsibility for how you use your hours in the day. So language shapes the way we think and we feel and how we interact with the world. So simply to stop saying this statement, I don't have time, it's a powerful action because the more we say it, I don't have time, I'm too tired, I'm too busy the more we believe it. And then you're constantly living in that state of time scarcity. It's never enough. We talk about this a lot when it comes to money and money abundance, but we don't talk about it when it comes to time. It's the same concept. If we constantly say, I don't have enough time, you will constantly feel like you don't have enough time. So stop saying I don't have time is one simple thing. And people always say, okay, well then what should I say instead? (laughs) Um, You can say, it's not a priority. You can say no. You can say, I'd love to do that, but I'd like to revisit that next month. You can say, you can say the truth. <laughs> I love that. No, I love that because when you were saying like, stop saying I don't have time, I, I swear I was thinking like, okay, I'm going to ask her, what are we supposed to say instead? You yeah. And then you said it, but, but I didn't want to ask you because I was like, I don't know what the heck could we say? Like, what do you right. say instead of that? But you're spot on. Like, that that the the response is I'm not going to prioritize that that that's the truth right you're speaking mm-hmm. the truth. Is, I have time. Not, I'm just not going to use it for that. Yeah, I'm not. That, gonna, that's not a priority for me right now. Yeah. That's and like I really honest. And I tell you, if you have to say that to yourself, it's the best uh, check and balance system, right? Because let's say I say, okay, well, what? what do you feel like you don't have time for? And everyone always says, I don't have time to exercise or do yoga or meditate or go on a date, whatever it is. What would be one for you? For me, exercise. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So instead of saying, I don't have time, try saying it's not a priority. It's not a priority, which it's clearly not. You're uh-huh. right. So to say to yourself, <laughs> like something I think I don't have time for is exercise. Okay. Exercise is not a priority in my life. Bullshit. <laughs> you know that it is. So that is like a quick way to check and balance. If I if I can't say that it's not a priority and believe it and know that that's true, well, there's your answer. You have to make time for it. Yeah. So stop saying I don't have time for it. Make time for it. Find a way to prioritize that in your day. Start with two minutes. Go for a walk. Like I'm not saying everything has to be grandiose where you, you go to the gym for an hour and a half every day. But if something is genuinely a priority... Well, then we do need to make 
the time for it. That's really brilliant. Uh, let's let's leave it at that. I, I'd love to leave everybody with a takeaway that they can just we're done we're ha- we're done with this conversation and now you know what to do. So uh, before we wrap up, tell everybody where they can find you if they want to learn more from you, with you, alongside you. Uh, share share all the goods. Your website, social yeah. media, whatever you want to share. Sure. Yeah. All of it. So my website is jamiecampanella.com. You can go there to learn more about my time power programs where I do work with mom entrepreneurs one-on-one to help them change their relationship with time through mindset shifts and very practical strategies and tools. Um, If you're looking for some inspiration and tips, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at Jamie Campanella Co. or on LinkedIn. I have some great tools available. I have a family calendar product, which you can also check out on my website. And I have some great free resources as well. I have a training, three shifts to take control of your time, also available on my website. And I have um, an online course, which is launching on December 1st, which is um, practical tools to shift your relationship with time, physicalizations, visualizations, it's a holistic approach to, to changing your mindset with time and looking at it from physically, mentally, intellectually, and on all the different levels for a new understanding. So lots of great things out there. Go to my website and follow me. And um, I hope to connect with you all in many different ways. Thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge and expertise with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe. When you rate, review, and subscribe, this helps the podcast reach a greater audience. I am so grateful for your support. If you would like to learn more about how you can become a certified sleep consultant, head over to my Facebook group, Becoming a Sleep Consultant, or to my website, thecpsm.com. Thanks so much. And I hope you will tune in for the next episode.